hello, this is your host, Eileen Elvira, that ADHD chick, coming to you from rainy and foggy Northern California. At least at this moment, it is rainy and foggy. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas or other holiday that you're celebrating. For me, it's Christmas. And at this time, I'm recording this episode on the 27th day of December. So we only have a few days left here till the end of the year. And this is the time when many of us decide we're going to make a change in our lives for the better because it's a new year, right? And we're making these New Year's resolutions. So a lot of people have different types of resolutions. They have all different ideas, right? Maybe you're going to give up diet soda for good or something more difficult like giving up smoking. Or maybe it's an easier thing like I'm going to drink one extra glass of water a day. Or you're going to lose that extra weight you've been meaning to lose for the past 10 years. Guilty of that. (laughs) But we used to call these things, or some of you still do, but we used to call these things New Year's resolutions. Remember that? New Year's resolutions have gotten a bad rap in the last decade or two (laughs) or three. (laughs) But why? Because statistically, a majority of us notoriously fail at, quote, New Year's resolutions. I know I was definitely one of those people, so I stopped making New Year's resolutions altogether because I would hear all these gurus, right? They'd be saying, you know, forget New Year's resolutions. Don't, don't, they don't work. Let's do this instead. And really all they did was change the name because it's just kind of a logistical thing or a neuro-linguistic thing like, oh, if I say New Year's resolution, that has a bad rap, so I'm just going to call it something else, right? So we were just changing the names over the years, but it really, it's really all just having a New Year's resolution. It's basically what it is. And you know, what happened with me was that when I said, I'm just going to stop doing New New Year's resolutions, I found that I was worse off than I was before. Because what I realized now is I actually like that it's called New Year's resolution because it triggers dopamine for me. Even the anticipation of it gets me all geared up. Like right now, I'm fully psyched and I haven't even solidified which resolution I'm going to take on. I mean, I might take on more than one. Who knows? I may live dangerously, right? I have a, I have a running list all year long. Like what am I going to do, right? For example, maybe you want to lose weight for that 20-year high school reunion coming up. Or maybe you want to learn a new language for that trip you're going to take in six months. Or how about learning to play guitar so you can accompany yourself at that open mic night you've always wanted to sing at? I mean, I have those kinds of goals, those kinds of dreams. And there are, like, there are countless of them, countless goals, countless resolutions we've been planning throughout the years, but we never followed through with it. Or maybe we tried to follow through and we failed. And I always thought, like, why is that? What makes it different than just creating a goal during the year? Well, it really isn't that much different. I'm sure there are a lot of us out there who create goals during the year, and we don't achieve those goals either. So what I'm about to share with you is something that you you don't just have to apply to New Year's resolutions, but you can actually apply it to anything else, right? I know for me, it's a fact that 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 people have given up on the quote, New Year's resolution. So you know what I did? I decided for myself at least that I would bring or I would take back the tradition of calling it a New Year's resolution. And to take it a step further, I've become more specific on what the resolution really is. 
So look, you don't have to call it that. Like I said, who cares what it's called, right? For me, I like it because it just helps me with my dopamine. For you, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you want to call it something else that'll help. If it were any other time of the year, as I mentioned earlier, we'd call it something different anyways, like habit forming or fresh start or goal setting, whatever it may be, all the tips can apply to that. So the beauty of it being called a new resolution, at least for me, is that if you're anything like me, you need deadlines and time constraints, right? Because <laughs> we work amazingly. And I mean, like as a rule, not as a rule, but I, the people I know, we work well under deadlines and time constraints because we work amazingly when we're under pressure. I don't know what it is. Like I said, probably has to do with the dopamine, but I think that's kind of why I procrastinate sometimes because I love the dopamine I get when I'm trying to get something done before a deadline. It's really weird. And I've come to love it now instead of dread it. Like people say, oh my gosh, you just, how could you make five Halloween costumes the night before Halloween, you know, stuff like that. But it just gives me this rush and I love to do it. And that's just me. You, you could be different. So do it your way. Right. But if you are anything like me, you need the deadlines, you need the time constraints. And, um, I also do this thing where I overestimate my ability to achieve something, right? Like I'm like, Oh, I need to lose five pounds before the high school reunion in three months. Eh, easy peasy, right? Then suddenly two months go by. <laughs> yeah, I said suddenly. <laughs> and anyways, then I'm like, okay, let's do this. I have one month to go. I'll intermittent fast for two weeks, drink a gallon of water a day, and five pounds will just melt off before the week is done or before the month is done, right? And I've done this before, so I know it works, right? But then... The high school reunion comes and it goes and we're back up to being five pounds overweight indefinitely, right? Until we get that new deadline. So what's the point? Like, why did you even do it if you're just going to gain it back, right? Well, one point is, well, you got to your goal of looking five pounds um, lighter <laughs> at your reunion. But what's the real point? New Year's resolutions are freaking awesome. But how do we do them successfully? If you allow me, let me drop some advice or tips or steps that I use to get them done. So not just New Year's resolutions, but goals in general. And disclaimer, I got a disclaimer as always. I sometimes still fail, but this time I don't let it become a buzzkill. I've learned so many times that it could be detrimental if you hold it against yourself that you don't you know, achieve a goal that you set out for. And I'll tell you why in a moment, but these tips can be applied, like I said, to any kind of goal setting. So let's start. Number one, create realistic resolutions. And this is, you've heard it before, but it's actually, you know, it's a little bit more drawn out than just saying, oh yeah, this is realistic. Losing five pounds in a year. Sure it is. Right. <laughs> but how can you be sure if they're realistic or not? right? Let's say you want to lose, you know, 50 pounds this year. What if that's not doable because of something else that's going on in your life? Then, you know, you got to switch it up or, or, or make it more realistic. And don't worry, because after you go through the rest of the steps that I'm going to mention, you'll know for sure if they're realistic or not. So that's number one. Number two, and this one's important. This is very important. I mean, if you do anything, you got to do this one. Be intentional. 
this is very important. You got to ask yourself the hard questions. Like, why do you want to do this? Who does it serve if you do this? Is that person or persons worth it? And you could be talking to you, uh, you could be talking about yourself here. And let me answer that for you. Yes, you are worth it. Will this bring you joy? Will it bring you health? Will it bring you prosperity? What is the downfall of not achieving it? And sometimes we're told, you know, don't think negatively or, you know, don't do that. That'll make you fail, you know, but not really. Not really. Not, you know, for the most part, if you think of what is a downfall if I don't do this, that gives us like this drive sometimes. A lot of times it does. As long as you don't take it so hard, like if I don't do this, everybody's going to hate me. You know, it's not that. No. Like if you have a goal of losing 10 pounds and you don't make it, they're not going to hate you for it, right? That's what I mean. And who cares, right? Their opinion of you is none of your business is what I I, I live by. Now, when you do ask the questions, you got to dig multiple levels deeper with these questions and answer them multiple levels deeper and write it down so you can revisit them throughout the year to get yourself motivated again. So I'll give you an example. For example, I want to lose 25 pounds. Okay. This is for me. I want to lose 25 pounds. Okay. Well, why? Why do you want to lose 25 pounds? Well, I know that if I lose those pounds, I can get off my blood pressure meds because I know that's why I'm on these blood pressure meds because I gained weight in the past 10 years, right? Okay. Well, why do you want to get off the blood pressure meds? Um, so I don't damage my liver by taking pharmaceuticals. Okay. Well, why? So I can improve my quality of life and my length of my life. I've seen my parents pill pop multiple pills a day and I don't want that. In fact, I have ADHD and I'll probably forget to take those pills because I do that. I mean, I always forget to take vitamins. I'm sure I'll get, find a way around that, but you know, that's just a, a minor thing. Um, okay, well, why then? Why do you want to improve your quality of life and length of life? Okay, that sounds like it's an obvious answer, but you really got to be specific because that's the only way this is going to stick with you, okay? Okay, well, I want a better quality of life because in a longer life because I want to be there for my kids, my adult kids. I want to be there for their milestones like graduating college, getting married, Okay, why? Because I want to see my grandkids get married. Okay, why? Because my dad never got to do this. Dad passed away four years ago and he never got to do it. So maybe deep down inside, this bothers me. And I can probably go deeper or think of more elaborate answers But if I did, this episode would go on for much longer and then waterworks and eh, nobody wants that, right? But I think those, those answers, those six, seven answers that I gave, those are so powerful to me that you can have the same kind of answers. And the bottom line is when we have clarity and power behind our intention, we are 10 times 100 times, 1,000 more times determined to get it done. Number three, create the plan. 
This doesn't have to be a 10-page report, okay? It just needs to have steps and mini goals that lead to the end goal, kind of like an outline. It reminds me, there's this show on uh, National Geographic. You can catch it on wherever you catch National Geographic, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, YouTube TV, your plane cable, whatever. But I started watching it, and it's, it has, it's with Chris Hemsworth, and it's his journey to optimal health. Right. So, yes, ladies who love Thor, he's a bonus of watching this. <laughs> but um, he has a show called Limitless, and he's basically chasing optimal health. And in the first episode, he tells everybody that he has this problem, this anxiety and uh, stress problem where he wakes up in the middle of the night and he can't get back to sleep. Because all these crazy, anxious thoughts are running through his head and he just can't get back to sleep. And so he hires this professional, um, world-renowned psychiatrist and she has all these tools that she wants to share with him so that he can get over this anxiety. I mean, he gets to the point where I think he said like he, he can't breathe and he gets into panic attacks and things like that. And so... She sets out a goal for him and she says, by the end of, I forgot what it was, 90 days, I forgot what the time frame was, but you're going to walk across this catwalk and it's like, you know, a hundred floors up, you know, in this building in Australia, I guess like one of the tallest buildings. And he's like, oh, heck no, right? <laughs> like that would like give him a heart attack. But he, she sets that goal. She goes, no, you're going to do it. But on the way to that goal, she creates these mini goals. I think there were like three of them, three or four, but the ones that I remember before like a weekend, you know, he's, of course, he's going through these sessions with her. He has to go to this like special forces type training in the military where they tie his hands and his feet together and they throw him in a pool that's deep, right? <laughs> Deeper than him, obviously, at his height. And they give him instructions like, okay, do a flip or something or do three twists in the water or something like that. And he has to do it, but his hands and his feet are tied. And he begins to, like, he starts to stress out, I mean, to the point where they have to pull him out or he might drown. And they, they, they're monitoring his, his heartbeat and all that. And he gets out, they pull him out, and they're like, okay, you're going to do this again, but this time you're going to apply these tools. Okay, you're going to do this. Breathe, blah, blah, blah. And she, and she tells him what he needs to do when he gets into that stressful, anxious mo uh, mode, right? And he does it while he's in the water and he's able to do the exercises or the instructions and get out safely. So he passes that, that mini goal, right? And that's just one of them. And then the other one is he has to do like firefighter training, with the same thing, he has a limited amount of oxygen in his tank and he's got to go up this building and rescue people and stuff like that. And same thing happens. His heartbeat gets, you know, erratic and they have to pull him out because he's running out of oxygen, all this. And then he gets another lesson from the psychiatrist and he learns how to get through these stressful situations. So by the time he gets to walking that catwalk on top of that building, he has the tools that he needs to get it done. And you know what? 100%. He gets it done, right? And he's all calm and he's talking and he's applying all the exercises that she gave him to do when he finds himself in a stressful stressful situation. And this is exactly what we need to do when we create a resolution 
that we really want to achieve, you know, a goal. We do a lot of mini goals in between. And not only is that good to help you get to the main goal, but it helps you celebrate during the time you're trying to get there, right? So if you give yourself a year to do something, you don't get to, you, you're just not going to celebrate at the end of the year. You get to celebrate throughout the year because you have all these mini goals. And that gets your dopamine running. That gets you excited. That gets you, you know, that, that keeps you happy because you're achieving all these mini goals trying to get to this last goal, which 100%, you're probably going to get to it. I shouldn't say probably. You will get to it because you're achieving these mini goals while you're trying to get to the last goal. So create that plan. Create mini goals to get there. All right, number four. Never beat yourself up on the way to achieving your resolution because sometimes you're going to fall. I mean, probably it's a fact you will fall while you're trying to get to this goal, but you'll need to get back up at some point. So instead of beating yourself up, give yourself grace when you need it. Okay. Number five, after getting back up, you have to get a list ready or you have to have a list ready of things that will help you get to your goal-crushing energy back or a list ready of things that will help you get your goal-crushing energy back to kickstart you, you know, to kickstart that plan that you already made to achieve your resolution. For me, there's a lot of different things we can do. There's meditation. You can exercise to get your endorphins going, right? depending on what goal it is. You can phone a friend for support and accountability. I do this throughout the year. And I don't, I say phone a friend, that's just an expression. Doesn't mean you gotta pick up the phone and talk to a friend. You can text, you can Zoom, whatever it is we use to communicate nowadays, right? But having support and accountability, that is so important. You can pray, which I also do. And when I pray, I'm very specific. You know, I don't say, hey, you know, I don't sit there and say, please, God, help me achieve this goal, <laughs> right? That's like super general, right? For me, I'm pretty specific, you know? I'm like, God, please, you know, give me the energy to run for one hour tomorrow. I, you know, I'll, no, I won't run for one hour, but I'm just giving you an example. Like, give me the energy to do a 20-minute workout tomorrow. Very specific. I know it sounds weird, but specific is better, right? Because it helps you kind of also reconcile it and, and, and get your mind even ready to do it. If, you, if it's too broad, then you're like, okay, wait, how do I get to what? It's too broad. Okay, well, how do I get there? Right? So be very specific. Last but not least, if you don't have, if you can't think of anything else, listen to the podcast again. Because sometimes if you listen to, not sometimes, I would say if you listen to this podcast again, you get to go through all these steps again and it'll get your motivation back up. The motivation that you're getting right now, you're just going to get it back if you listen to it again. So it'll, it'll give you that winning attitude that you need, basically. Number six, and this is the last one. Remember, New Year's resolutions don't mean you have until December 31st and, and that's it, to get it done. Because... <laughs> There really is no time frame on something that's important, something that you actually took time to create, right? A resolution. 
There's no time frame. New Year's resolutions, that just means you're going to start. You know, come January 1st, I'm going to start the process of quitting smoking, for example. Or I'm going to start exercising twice a week. I'm going to start or I'm going to (laughs) stop drinking soda, right? So I'm going to start the process of stopping to drinking, uh, of drinking soda. So New Year's resolutions means a new beginning. It doesn't mean that you have a year to achieve this goal. It means you get to start again. All right, guys, I hope these six steps... I hope these six steps give you a solid foundation to create, follow through, and achieve your New Year's resolutions this year and any goal you may set for yourself during any time of the year. And when you do get it done, please shoot me an email at Eileen at thatadhdchick.com because I would love to hear what your progress is, if you've achieved it, what your downfalls are. I would love to, you know... You know, if you need any tips, more tips, I would love to answer your emails and I would love to share it on here because all our stories, that means all of our stories can help at least one person who needs it. And that means you've made an impact and that is epic. And that's all she wrote. Please, my friends, my super friends, (laughs) stay safe, stay well, live abundantly and have a magnificent week. This is Eileen, that ADHD chick, signing off.